All right, in studio today on Behind the Scenes, we have Jessica from Insight. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you coming down here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the offer. Mm -hmm. And so why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about Insight and tell me what it is, a little bit of the history of it. So um, it's Insight Clinical Counseling and Wellness, and we are a um, counseling and case management and wellness agency. We have two locations here in Mahoning County and in Boardman and Canfield. We have four locations in Columbiana County and two in Jefferson. And I'm a Columbiana County girl, so that was the original uh, roots. Our first office is right across from Beaver Local Schools down in the East Liverpool area. I opened this practice in March 2nd, 2020 for the whole world to shut down a week later. Great timing. Uh, great timing. I'm, I am uh, wonderful at my timing, let me tell you. So uh, my original intention was just, this practice was just, just me, just private practice. So I was a clinician of one. Although I, I don't think initially speaking that the growth of insight was my intention. Anyone who knows me says that I am fooling myself that that wouldn't eventually be the trajectory. Um, so we have with the with, there's eight locations that we have. There's about 65 clinicians that are with us now, and we really have this mission to kind of do mental health. Um, it, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to say differently, but we really work on reducing the stigma around mental health, about normalizing mental health, um, and really getting excited about counseling. I think before when people would think about mental health, it, the image would be of oh, it's very sad and, you know, I can't get out of bed and I'm laying on the couch and I'm crying. And not that that isn't a component of it, but we get excited about this. So individuals who walk through the door who say, I want to know myself so deeply, or I want to figure out how I, how my values and belief systems have developed, some of my family history. I want to know myself so thoroughly and so intensely that um, it can really change the course of what is to come. So a lot of times individuals will pick up the phone and call if they're kind of in crisis, if things are really difficult in their life, if they're facing a transition, if um, you know mood and symptoms are really high. And once we start working on those issues, I always kind of refer to it as the, you get to this like crossroads in counseling of, okay, so the initial incident or situation that brought you into counseling is manageable. Are you at the point now in which you trust the process enough that you really want to take the deeper dive into who you are and how you got to be who you are and the things that you want out of your life? And that's really where the phrase insight come, comes from, as I kept using that phrase very, very often in my own sessions, um, you know, just that really thorough and deep understanding about who you are, how you got to be where you're at and uh, where you where you want to go from here. And we get really excited about that, about that process. So over the course of of these, I guess, three and a half years now, um, we actually just welcomed our 6,000th client through the door. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's um, that happened this week, actually. And that's just a very exciting um, milestone that people in the community are just having a readiness um, and have been talking about mental health, have been getting excited about mental health. And we very much believe that you can't separate out the physical self and the mental self. So they are just so 
interwoven with each other. For instance, I'll say if I'm getting anxious or nervous about something, my first telltale sign of that is my jaw gets real tight. (laughs) So I manifest a lot of stress like physically. Um, And, you know, some people may have an upset stomach or they may have a sore back or their neck gets tight. So the integration between our wellness services around sleep, chiropractics, nutrition, um, like massage therapy, it really incorporates well into all of our counseling practices as well because you really can't divide out, out, the, two, about, out the two. And what we know too about trauma is that so much of it is stored physically that if you're not taking into consideration the physical manifestation of symptoms, you're really just kind of proportioning out or really taking a small segment instead of getting to the root cause of a lot of the things that, that we have going on with our physical selves and our, and our mental selves as well. So I want to throw this out at you, just a little discussion point. So Jed Hill and I, we go out to schools and we talk to the auditoriums filled with these seven. 16 17 year olds and uh part part of the um the the deal is we have all the kids put their heads down uh look straight at the ground and we ask them how many of you in this audience have considered suicide within the last 30 days Mm -hmm. about half of the kids in that auditorium Mm -hmm. in every school in every class Mm -hmm. and i watch the administrators and all the parents in there look shocked shocked about Mm -hmm. what these kids are dealing with yeah and, you know, I, I don't know how these kids are coping with it. I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if it's pressures. I, I, I don't know what it is, but it seems like it's an epidemic. And I would say a combination of all of the above. And that's the same experience that um, we continue to see as well. Um, but actually, when a lot of times people ask me, is the stigma or the culture around mental health changing? The example that you just brought up is to me the most glaring evidence of our change, and that is that our youth are talking about their mental health. Mm-hmm. Often, I'll have parents that will say, I have a son or daughter who's struggling, but you know, we're not really sure how we feel about counseling, or you know, should I bring them in where their friends make fun of them if they're getting, and it's usually that regimented thought process mm-hmm. of the parents that is being put on the kids. When I tend to find, as soon as I got kids in my office, they're talking about their mental health, and therapy is cool, and I got my therapist, and I'm, so I think that is to one of the things that I see as pretty concrete evidence that this shift is changing as far as our willingness to go there with mental health is that our kids are our kids are talking about it our youth are, are talking about it so I greatly also appreciate that work that you're doing um, and it is I think shocking for a lot of administration and a lot of adults to see this is happening and this is a very real a very real thing. Hi, let's talk about social media and mental health for just a moment. Uh, Certainly social media has affected mental health and perhaps in some negative ways. I mean, certainly it can have an influence on depression and anxiety. However, uh, social media can also affect mental health in some real positive ways, especially in this area. Uh, We don't have a lot of resources for support groups uh, and I think that platforms such as uh, Twitter or X, uh, Facebook or Reddit, uh, TikTok, um, you know, those platforms can absolutely provide a resource for a lot of us when um, there's not a lot of in-person groups that, you know, persons can attend. Uh, you know, and if someone has some social anxiety, those are um, 
you know, places that they can interact with others just to get some information. Now, obviously we want others, you know, persons to be cautious about what kinds of information they're, you know, obtaining. And, you know, I would always encourage, you know, my clients to, um, you know, bring that information to me so that we can kind of feel through it and, um, you know, be, you know, see what's accurate and, and not so much. Uh, but again, it's, it, you know, it can be a really good tool. So um, it's out there and, you know, we can use it to our advantage. This episode was brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's technology company. We appreciate the loyalty and all you have shown us over the years. And it's our promise to serve all the technology needs of the Valley. Call 330-259-7278. We have both home and business services available. Everything from repair, installations, and new equipment. You can improve your Wi-Fi and have technology serve you better. Call 330-259-7278. Or you can schedule your appointment right now on youngstowncomputer.com and look for the red Book Now button. I get a lot of parents that are saying, hey, my child is saying they want to see a counselor. I'm not really sure why, but I'm... I'm calling and, um, you know, even that, that kids are advocating for, the, for themselves is really important for that to, that to happen. We also do some school-based services, so um, mainly in Columbiana County, but we are doing mental health services in some schools around. There's a lot of agencies that do school-based services, so making sure that um, whether it's Insight or any other agency as well that is helping the, the school systems, the administration, the school counselors that are there have mental health counselors that they can consult with and are there in the buildings is really important. Um, and that's been something that has definitely been, that service has been increasing across the district, which is and, and wonderful. Don't, they, they don't have to wait till a crisis. They Correct. can almost have a mental wellness yes, checkup. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a piece of it is I will have, um, you know, intakes that will come in that will say, you know, I'm okay, but maybe I could be better. And that's it's so refreshing to, to see and to hear that in the same way in which people take their vitamins every day or they know it's important to walk or they know their hygiene is important, that taking care of that that mental aspect of themselves is equally as important to be to be tending to as well. So the, the primary services, where do you see your biggest demand right now? What are people coming to see you for types of... Um, so there's individuals that will call in and say, hey, I'm struggling with anxiety and depression for sure. Um, a lot of it is around a life transition. I'm getting ready to retire. I, um, someone in my life has passed away. I have some grief. Um, I am going through a divorce or separation. Um, we also do a lot of trauma work. So um, we have a lot of clinicians that are here that really specialize in trauma. I would also say one of our biggest specialties of the agency actually is I am nationally certified for perinatal mood disorder, so um, postpartum anxiety and depression. And um, consequently, then, I have worked with providing training and education to about 15 other clinicians that are with us, too. So we have a very strong focus on our agency of um, postpartum anxiety and depression, the mental health treatment of that. Hi, I'm Aaron Marie, clinician at Insight Clinical Counseling. I'm here today to talk about perinatal mood disorders. Perinatal mood disorders can occur during pregnancy and up to 12 months postpartum. Some included are depression, anxiety, and OCD. Those can occur during pregnancy and postpartum. Others include postpartum PTSD, postpartum bipolar disorder, and postpartum psychosis. Common symptoms are sadness and depression, 
anxiousness or feeling a loss of control, trouble bonding with the baby, irritability, or questioning whether you should be a parent at all. These are as common in one in five moms and one in 10 dads. If you or anyone you know is going through some postpartum, please give Insight Clinical Counseling a call. All right, so if you if you had the scepter and you can control culture and you wanna break the stigma where you know someone comes and, and, and or, you know, tells people that they're taking counseling and everybody assumes you're broken in some way and now it's treated as such. So right. How would you change how the public feels about mental health this way? Well, first of all, I always encourage people, give me three sessions because uh, I feel like if, if, if I can get you through the door and we can really get to work, one of the things that happens is that being able to tell stories that maybe have had a lot of guilt and shame around them if they are told in a place in which is very empathetic and very warm, that just dissipates. Having sometimes just that I can say anything that I need to that maybe I can't tell my partner or that I don't want to tell my friends. Um, I think if I had a nickel for any time someone says I've never told another human being this, um, <laughs> the, the world would be full of like mental health services. <laughs> I would donate it all. Um, but that um, it's it, that's a that's a big, big piece of it, too, um, of just kind of walking through the door sometimes. And that takes a lot, a lot of encouragement. Hi, my name is Stephanie Milbauer, and I'm a counselor at Insight Clinical Counseling and Wellness. A couple misconceptions that I've seen regarding mental health and wellness among my clients is that there sometimes is a lack of understanding about the difference between psychiatry and counseling or therapy. While they both diagnose and treat mental health disorders, psychiatry focuses on treating with medication where counseling focuses on taking an active approach towards working on your issues, using a variety of therapeutic modalities um, that are tailored to each client to help them move toward, work through, manage and cope with whatever's going on in their life and whatever diagnosis they might have. So sometimes one is better than the than the other, but they often go both hand in hand. And another misconception that I see is that mental health issues are a sign of weakness, when in reality, anyone can come up with mental health issues in their life and need help. They may work through that. It may be a temporary, it may be long-term, it may be lifelong. Either way, Anyone can have mental health issues, and it's actually a strength to be able to reach out and ask for help and actually grow stronger in those areas in your life. This episode was brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's technology company. We appreciate the loyalty and all you have shown us over the years, and it's our promise to serve all the technology needs of the Valley. Call 330-259-7278. We have both home and business services available. Everything from repair, installations, and new equipment. You can improve your Wi-Fi and have technology serve you better. Call 330-259-7278. Or you can schedule your appointment right now on youngstowncomputer.com and look for the red Book Now button. It's very important to me that our our clinicians are absolutely wonderful and highly trained. And one of the things that... I make sure is important for our clinicians is that we 
don't just focus on this with our clients, but we need to make sure that our clinicians are really well too. So we have a lot of things in place to kind of work on like minimizing burnout um, and making sure that our clinicians are taking care of themselves, that their work schedule is made around what works best for themselves and their family. And I, mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, the brain is such a powerful tool and there's no instruction manual yeah. on what to do when it's not, right. you know, working right or right. It's working too right. right. And so if you, and not to be construed with medical advice, but what are some things that the public can do to, to breathing exercise? What, what's your best go-to of someone sitting at home and saying, I got all these anxieties and mm-hmm. h- how do I better use this thing instead of working against me? Right. And it's what you're doing is you're making me go outside of individualized treatment. <laughs> like you're like, what helps for the masses? But I feel like one of our strong points is, is that human being to human being, as we're sitting in front of that person, we want to make sure that any intervention that we're giving is something that has a high probability for success in implementation. So I'm a person who meditation and breath work is very, very important to me. There's not a day that goes by that I don't engage in that in some way. Um, Writing is an outlet for me. Um, I don't, I don't, again, I don't think there's a day that goes by that at some point I'm not um, hitting a journal or, you know, doing some creative writing, something along those lines. So, but I know very much at times maybe in which I talk to clients about breath work, they're like, that's, voodoo horse crap or something you know so it really is making sure that whatever interventions that we have and us clinicians have a litany of things in the toolbox to be able to provide that it's something that's going to work with the management of their life it's something that they're going to attempt to do um so definitely like I said, I'm a firm believer in, in breath work. I also think, too, physical movement is really important. Making sure that you're getting walks and you're getting up and you're, um, you know, doing all of those things to make sure that the physical self is um, is in line. The other thing, too, when you're talking about, you know, that sometimes people struggle, part of the process is also, like, really normalizing that. Of feeling sad and feeling angry that's not necessarily emotions that we have to rush to get rid of. Sometimes those are signs. Sometimes those are ways in which we can look at ourselves and saying, I have a certain emotion around this aspect of my life. Maybe that's an indicator that something needs to change or some kind of adjustment needs to be made here. So. Yeah, and and with, with social media, I mean, we get to peek in in other people's lives and it looks all perfect and mm-hmm. perfectly filtered. And mm-hmm. when you compare yourself against that, it doesn't right. feel like those people have as many of those crying struggles as as you do. Right, right. And I think it's really about advocating for people to show up in their lives and in their relationships in the most authentic and raw, which means kind of getting kind of vulnerable, that you have to trust the process. And I know one of the phrases that I use for all the time is that I'm not for everybody, and that's okay. (laughs) So of, um, you know, just kind of like getting, getting through that, of showing up in all of your interactions in the and the, in the rawish version of yourself. So. I, I feel your industry, like I know you are managing people in sort of like this narrow beam, but I just feel the future ahead of us is going to have a lot of people that are broken in ways that are really hard to fix. And yeah. you probably see, you know, evidence of it just talking with regular people. Right. So what, what's the out, what's your outlook? I give me the optimistic yeah. outlook because mine is yeah. not. The optimistic outlook is um, to have hope. And honestly, if there's, if I have a, a client that's sitting across from me, to me, the point of that session every single time, even if the details and the intricacies of what they're talking about is vastly different, that every single session, my goal, my mission is always to leave them instilled with hope. 
hope that um, things can progress, hope that things can change, hope that it's okay just as we are in this mess right now, Um, that not everything is going to be solved across from me in that day, but there's always going to be hope that there is resiliency and that things can can get better and, and be be different as far as that's go that's the mission really of every single one of my sessions right. so yeah all right let's watch mm-hmm. our narration video here love it let's be awesome today <laughs> These are one of the counseling rooms? Yes, these are our, our counseling offices. Okay. I said really just working with, um, you know, making sure it's a safe and, and calm calm space for people to be coming into and, and doing their best work at. This is the Boardman office. Okay. Mm-hmm. That just opened just, just this past March, actually. So we do a lot of um, off-site counseling services as well. I mean, when we talk about eliminating barriers to treatment, a lot of times people think, oh, transportation can be a barrier or getting into services can be a barrier. Definitely it can. But, um, you know, it's the individuals that I tend to be most worried about is the people who are working 40 hours a week and have kiddos that are involved in three different things. Oh, and, yeah. you know, how do you take time for themselves? So we actually go to a lot of businesses and do counseling on site at the company as um, part of like their employee packages of wellness and their um Kind of to keep them like marketable too. And this is one of the few businesses on behind the scenes that we, it's a private enough thing mm-hmm. that no sausage is being made nope. here. Mm-mm. That's right. We're not, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> there's no production line yep. here. Nothing like that. It's awesome to see whenever I go to open a new office, um, all of my family and friends that come out and build furniture for me (laughs) that's the uh that's their that's their contribution um i'll be like hey we're having a furniture building party this weekend and you know they just they show up and they're putting things together and it's just wonderful even on a personal level of how many people that i have in my life that that have showed up for me through this journey that's cool yeah that office sees our little kiddos She's our one who sees our, our little guys. Nice. Tell me about the, your offices, what communities they serve, where you guys are located. So we have um, two here in the Mahoney County. We have a Boardman office that just opened in March, and we have a Campfield office that opened in March of 2021. Down in Columbiana County, we have um, that East Liverpool office, which is it's not really East Liverpool. It's right across from Beaver Local Schools. I call it my office in a cornfield. Um, there's that. Uh, there is a Salem office. We just opened a Columbiana office this July. And then we have an office in East Palestine that was actually literally a green, ground zero of the train derailment. So that community in East Palestine has a whole other set of um, symptoms and issues that are coming up there around the derailment, um, you know, worry about what's to come, um, trauma around what happened that night. Um, not just that night, it was, you know, it's still ongoing there. Right. So that office was actually evacuated too for a couple months. Um, and the, the school district down there very graciously gave us some office space down there so we didn't have to miss a beat as far as, um, you know, providing services down there at a time in which they needed it the most. And East Palestine is my hometown. That's where I graduated from. That's where I'm from. That's the whole reason, actually, why I have that office there is to just get back to that community. Um, so Insight has survived a COVID 
a pandemic in a literal train derailment. So I literal train wreck. literally a train wreck. So I'm hoping <laughs> uh, maybe I'll be smooth sailing from here on out. <laughs> and then we have two offices down in Jefferson County. We have an office in Wintersville. Um, we have a really good relationship with Franciscan University down there. So we take a lot of their interns and a lot of um, individuals from that community are involved in the college down there as well. And then we have a very, very tiny little office in Burgles, Ohio, which is the smallest of communities, um, but we really do have a mission of serving individuals in rural communities. So when this opportunity came up for the Burgles office, um, we have a clinician that goes down there and God bless her heart. Um, the road was down for a little while and she added 45 minutes onto her drive and she still went down there every, you know, she's down there once a week. So the back to the train wreck <laughs> and the starting in COVID. Now th this is good. This uh -huh. is sweet yeah. stuff here uh -huh. right. because you're, you are, your whole company is predicated on surviving the crisis and prospering. Uh -huh. How fitting uh -huh. could that be? Uh, yeah. So, Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I said, like, we walk the walk. <laughs> you know, like, we are, we are going through it ourselves. And, you know, even with this stuff in Palestine, it's a matter of, you know, it was immediate crisis mode of we implemented a crisis line. Um, we didn't skip a beat. Even if our clients were, you know, evacuated, we tried to work on telehealth services. You know, it, I'm in professional crisis down there. And in the meantime, my grandmother is evacuated at my house because she still lives in Palestine. So then I come home and um, it's it, it is personally and professionally a lot a lot of times. So, um, you know, what I was asking from my clinicians and what we were asking from our clients, you know, I feel like on a personal level, I was going through and a lot of my clinicians in Palestine also live in Palestine, too. So they are working with people of the community that have gone through this trauma and they themselves at the same exact time are going through the trauma as, as well. Now, my guess is about 20% of the people that are listening that know whether or not they need your services, that they've hit crisis, they're suffering and they can figure that out. But they're those people that maybe don't, aren't, can't feel the symptoms of having some, some need that isn't being mm -hmm. met. Talk about some of the sort of like the, I don't know what to call it. Like what, what happens before, and, and making some of those checkups, that mental health checkup, where, what symptoms can you be looking for that say, I, I need you and I should come see you? I think one of the things that I focus on, it seems to be the first thing that happens is um, there's some like disruption to your everyday habit. All of a sudden you can't sleep very well. So although that wouldn't necessarily be a sign in, in isolation of to come in and get some mental health stuff, a lot of times it can be definitely one of the first indicators that happen. You know, it changes in your appetite or, this feeling that I, or this phrase that I hear all the time of, I'm just going through the motions. I'm going to work. I'm doing this stuff with my kids. You know, my husband and I are going out for dinner, but you know, then I get to the end of the day and I'm like, what, what just happened today? Or not feeling joy and excitement out of events through your life in which you would typically have felt joy and excitement right. for. That's definitely some of the things that we really start to, to look for. And then I encourage anyone to really, you know, look for as well. If the things that you normally try to do to get yourself recalibrated aren't working, that may be an indicator of, okay, so maybe I need a different set of eyes on this on this issue. All yeah. right, well, why don't you tell our viewers mm -hmm. how to get a hold of you if they need to call on yeah. you? Yeah, um, the website actually is our best feature. Um, so if you go online 
online, www.insightclinicalcounseling.com. All of our services on there. The thing that people like the most about our website is the um, bios of all of our clinicians. So you can see everyone on there, their pictures on there, their specialties. Clients, it's really important to get that good fit. So sometimes they'll call in and say, hey, I want to see this person. It looks like it'd be a good match for me. Um, There's also a section on there where you can request an appointment right from the website. Um, And then our intake line to call in is 330-397-6007 as well. Um, That's the best way. All right, Jessica, Mm -hmm. thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it too.